0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. After an abysmal showing against the Broncos last week, our beloved look to rebound as they head east to Foxborough, Mass. For a week of dual practices and their game against the New England Patriots. Did the Bears get off the bus this time, or is it now time to start panicking? All of this and so much more on the preseason week two review episode Up, the Chicago Bears Review. The one great thing about the preseason is the games don't count, and that would be a good thing because our beloved dropped another one on Thursday, 23-22 to to the New England Patriots to fall to 0-2 in the preseason. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the preseason week two review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and and while yes, it is another loss uh, in the preseason, it is a more positive experience for us as fans uh we weren't having to choke this one back as uh you know we watch our team stink to join up uh from one one end of the field to the other you know um if if we're playing the second best team in the afc uh in the new england patriots they were the runner up in the conference last year um you know, essentially a a missed extra point away from being able to to send that AFC title game into overtime uh, last year. If not for that extra point, who knows how that AFC title game uh, f- unfolds there uh, at the end? But um, you know, we're we're missing Tom Brady, who who the Patriots probably weren't going to play much, if at all, in that second game, but sliced his thumb open with a pair of scissors or something like that before the game. So he didn't play at all. So we got all of Jimmy Garoppolo uh uh in the first half and um other interesting uh happenings in that uh in that second week. Um the most troubling thing that I would have to say about not really even so much about the game on Thursday, but just so much about this this preseason, this training camp that the Bears are going through right now. It's that we can't seem to stay healthy this time. I mean they're they're little I mean they're not catastrophic. We haven't lost anybody uh, for the season. The only person that we lost was was Boykins the the cornerback that we signed at the last minute to make a 90 man roster uh played he was practicing for like four days with a torn pectoral muscle uh, and after that the Bears put him on IR. He's the only person that we've really lost this year, but. Uh, Kyle Fuller had to have his knee scoped so he's pretty much done for the preseason they hope to have him back by week one the Bears brought in Antonio Cromartie they're at least talking to him to see about maybe adding some depth at the corner position or maybe even be our starter week one if Kyle Fuller isn't ready um you know we've got a bunch of you know undrafted rookie free agents and rookies uh playing in in the in the other corner spot opposite Tracy Porter right now because of those injuries. Everybody's banged up. Eddie Royal, uh, Zach Miller uh, out with uh, concussions. Tony Moyaki after the game, hamstring was bothering him. Jeremy Langford suffered some kind of foot injury on Thursday. Nothing serious, wore a walking boot on Friday, but was walking around under his own power on Saturday without the boots. So a more of a precautionary measure. Danny Trevathan didn't play with, a, with a, a hamstring tightness, you know, stuff like it's this, little itty-bitty nagging things. You know, those kind of things that make you wonder how how in shape these guys are or what is it that our training staff is doing. Are we overworking these guys? Are we not working them enough? Are we not stretching them enough to get them ready for practice because they're going out and tweaking this, pulling that, yanking this, and and so on and so forth. I mean, even uh, Kyle Long uh, was held out on Saturday or yesterday uh, or today, actually. I think they practiced today um, on Sunday with a shoulder injury. But, again, nothing catastrophic, nothing that if they had to play this week that wouldn't keep them from playing, you know. But because it's the preseason, you're going to err on the side of caution and maybe hold a guy out. But it's just I'm kind of bothered by the amount of names that are on the list. I even think Leonard Floyd was held out with a hamstring injury, you know, things like it's just those little, like, soft tissue injuries. Like, are we not stretching these guys enough are we doing too much? You know, it makes you wonder what really is kind of going on. These, these, Because that was the one thing, the one major thing that really held the Bears back last year was with the coaching that we have, you know, John Fox, Vic Fangio, and company, Adam Gase and everything, we knew that their coaching was going to maximize the talent that they could get out of that roster, and that's what they did. Even with the fill-in uh, and everything – We knew that they were going to be able to maximize the talent from the from the talent that we did have the problem being is we didn't always have our best players on the field Alshon Jeffrey missed half the season Matt Forte was in and out of the lineup uh, the offensive line was constantly being jumbled around so we never really got much of a cohesiveness going on there in guys in and out of defensive line our linebacking core was a mess the secondary blah 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 so on and so forth it was just a mess last year because of injuries and that was a a major thing that held the bears back last year we should have been much better than six and ten we should have won at least three or four more games if you know i i I think you know we're in a position to at least win another Three, you know, two, three games. I think we should have won that game against the Broncos. Don't get me started on that goddamn San Francisco game again. We should have beaten the Redskins. That kind of thing. We should have been an eight eight team last year, but instead, because of all the injuries, because we didn't have our best players out on the field when we needed them out there, we ended up being a six and ten team, picking in the top ten this year. So, you know, just it's kind of you know giving me flashbacks from last year. Are we going to have a team at full strength on the field this year or are we always going to be missing somebody? I mean, I know that's the nature of the NFL and somebody's always hurt or whatever, but the teams that win championships, the teams that go all the way, tend to be the healthiest teams in the league. And right now I think I read one of Jeff Dickerson's articles this afternoon saying that we had as many as 20 guys watching practice today instead of participating in it, and that's a bad sign. 20 guys out of 90 that's 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 more than 25% of your 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 roster right there. I mean or close to 25%, you know, a quarter of the guys on the team sitting there watching practice as opposed to participating. Not a good sign. Not a good sign. So definitely worried and and hoping that this thing will shore itself up, and that, you know, that we're only doing this because we're being precautionary and these guys aren't really hurt. It's more of a tightness or a soreness, and we want them to rest and so on and so forth. Um, you know, I'm hoping that's what it is more than, oh, here's week one, Daniel Trevathan in, Jarrell Freeman is out, Kyle Fuller not playing, here's this guy we got off the street, you know, and, and, uh, you know, our, our issues with the offensive line, you know, we're already in a hole because we lost Grasu. Now, granted, There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're able to fill that hole with a veteran in Ted Larson, but, you know... This is not the plan the Bears had for the offensive line. Grassu was supposed to be the starter, and Whitehair and Larson were supposed to duke it out for the left guard position uh, and so on, and instead we have to – we're already on plan B with the offensive line because of an injury. So, I mean, obviously I forgot about Grassu, uh when I was like, we haven't had any major injuries. So that, that would be the one that we've had so far. So, anyway, the Bears played a game on Thursday, and like I said before – it was a much easier pill to swallow this time around, especially the first quarter, which is basically all the starters played. The, the, the starters did play into the second quarter, but for the most part it was just the first quarter. Uh, we got two solid drives from the offense, drove the length of the field, got a field goal, came right back after a three and out from the defense and drove it into the end zone. It was the Jeremy Langford show uh, in the first quarter. Didn't play much into the second quarter and whatnot, but ended up with 55 yards rushing on eight carries and a touchdown. Had a big 35-yard run to set up uh, his touchdown, a five-yard run uh, that gave the Bears an 11-to-nothing lead. They went for the two-pointer and got it. Jay was very uh, efficient Um, on on the day, eight for 12, uh, 83 yards was uh, only sacked once in his time on the field as opposed to the three or four times he had to endure uh, last week uh, against the Broncos. It was uh, a third and long play uh, when the Bears were backed into their own uh, end zone. Tracy Porter on the second um, offensive possession for the Patriots. That's something we'll talk about here in a minute, but... Tracy Porter, with a, 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 a an extremely veteran-savvy move, wasn't a peanut punch, but he went in there and raked the ball out uh, of the running back's hands, recovered his own uh, fumble. The Bears kill a drive. The Patriots were inside the 10-yard line. Tracy Porter goes ahead and kills the drive, gets the ball back to the Bears. We weren't able to do anything with it, and we capped off that drive with uh, with the sack for on Cutler, more of a covered sack than anything uh, on third down. The offensive line looked much, much better in both phases because Jay had time to throw the ball. Jeremy Langford had lanes to run in. We looked very good with the starters in the first uh, quarter. The defense, on the other hand, that was what was worrisome. Uh, the New England Patriots seemed to be running the football at will uh, on the Bears no matter what level of defense we're talking about, starters, second – third, fourth guys, you know, on the roster, um, you know, the starters, granted, we didn't have Tr- Danny Trevathan, we are missing a couple of guys on defense, it doesn't matter, you know, you're out there with the starters, you're expected to put out that level of output and, um, you know, the the Patriots pretty much ran the football at will on us, um, we, were, we won the first quarter 11 to nothing and then we were shut out until the fourth quarter and then it was 23 to 11 and the game was kind of out of hand. Uh, at that point, and, um, you know, it's kind of discouraging uh, to see the Patriots, uh, no matter who it was that was out there, being able to run the ball uh, on the Bears uh, so efficiently, you know, where it was, um, you know, no matter who it was, the you know, the defense showed flashes and the starters were much more solid. But that second drive, if it wasn't for Tracy Porter causing that fumble, very well, at at the very least, would have been a chip shot field goal. Uh, for Gradkowski, the kicker for the uh for the Patriots. Uh instead because of Tracy Porter, his fumble killed the drive and gave the ball back to the uh back to the Bears. So you know, something that uh we'll definitely want to keep an eye on this coming Saturday when the Bears play the Chiefs. Now this is the one. This is the, the true test of what we've got to look forward to in 2016, this in my opinion. This is the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game. The starters are going to play the entire first half and possibly into the second, and this will be one where they go through more of a game week. As a matter of fact, I just read John Fox saying that uh, in uh, after practice uh, today was that the Bears had the day off tomorrow, and then from tomorrow, from Tuesday on, it's game prep. They're actually going to game plan for the Chiefs on Saturday. This is going to be more of a regular season-type week with the practice schedule, the meetings, and and so on and so forth, and then kickoff at noon on Saturday in Soldier Field. So this is how they're going to conduct business this week. The Bears are going to have an actual game plan in place uh, to play the Chiefs on Saturday. So we'll see how that all uh, goes. This is going to be the test. Another, uh, the third straight AFC playoff team from a year ago uh, that we're playing here in the preseason, and we'll see how we measure up against the Chiefs. How the starters are able to hang in extended duty uh, on Saturday, and it's like after that, that's when we'll know what we can kind of look forward to going forward into the regular season. So that last game against the uh, against the the browns of course is the the fourth game the throwaway this is where all the guys trying to make rosters whether it be ours or someone else's are trying to get some film out there for other teams to see and uh you know make their final pleas to uh, to make the uh 53 man uh roster so um we all know what that fourth preseason game is this third one here against the chiefs that's the one that we as fans that's the one that you want to be tuned in on for sure uh, this coming Saturday, when the Bears and the Chiefs take take the field uh, on uh, on Saturday afternoon. Now, getting back to the uh, the game on Thursday, it's a preseason game, so it's as happy as I am that my boys are back out on the field and they're playing again. It's very hard to focus on a game that you know doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> It's really hard to put the phone down and really pay attention, especially after the the starters uh, were out of the game, you know, which happened a lot earlier than I thought it would in week number two. But, you know, because they performed pretty well uh, early on, I mean, they shut the Patriots out uh, in the first quarter there. Um, you know, the offense had two scoring drives, uh, you know, two for two on scoring drives uh, and, and whatnot. Um you know, I guess they did everything that they wanted to, that the Bears wanted to accomplish and got the young guys uh, in there to see what they could do. It was when the second half, <clears throat> excuse me, when the second teamers uh, got out there, that's what was kind of uh, troubling because that's like when I said before that the the run defense uh, wasn't very good. The Patriots pretty much owned the game in the second and third quarter uh, before the Bears kind of did a, you know, kind of, Flashed in the fourth quarter there to put some points on the board to make the score look a lot closer uh, than it actually uh, than it actually was. Uh, Brian Hoyer was awful on Thursday, absolutely awful. His it was either his first or a second pass attempt was intercepted. Uh, I don't know if it was a miscommunication, but it looked pretty much like Hoyer threw it right to the defender. Um, I think Hoyer was expecting the receiver to do something else that he didn't do, so I guess that would be a miscommunication uh, error. Uh, but it led to the first points uh, for the Patriots and kind of opened the floodgates for New England to take over the football game, uh, and that's what happened in the second and third quarter uh, there. You know, As a matter of fact, Hoyer ended up being the leading passer as far as yardage was concerned, but if not for a huge pass play um, early on in the fourth quarter, to uh rob hausler was about a 52 53 yard reception really great catch uh on his part he did a good job of concentrating to hang on to the football uh use some of that speed to get himself down field got the bears just inside the inside the 10 uh there if not for that big 52 yard uh reception um hoyer was uh three for 13 and about 30 or so yards and interception um you know, not exactly stats you want to write home to mom uh, about. So, and, and uh, <laughs> really not what we were looking for when we signed up Brian, Brian Hoyer. It's like, really, I mean, he's a backup for a reason. But, you know, Hoyer's been one of the better backups in the league over the last handful of years uh, or so. And, uh, you know, kind of hoping that we get that guy instead of the one that uh, looked like he was betting money on Kansas City in the wild card game uh, last season when he threw like five interceptions in six pass attempts uh, in that wild card game against the Chiefs last year. So um, you know hopefully he won't have flashbacks on Saturday when he gets in there and start throwing passes to the Chiefs like he's on their roster again or something. but um, I have not been highly encouraged by what I've seen from Brian Hoyer uh, thus far. Uh, Connor Shaw was the only other quarterback to play. David Fales didn't get any snaps on Thursday. Uh, Shaw did much better, uh, led the final scoring drive at the end of the football game, Uh, four for six for 42 yards and a touchdown pass to converted uh, quarterback B.J. Daniels, who is a wide receiver wearing number one. Forrest caught a touchdown pass with no time left. The Bears threw in a two-pointer to make it 23-22, to 22, and so our final score was. But Shaw led the, the final scoring drive that got the Bears within range to be able to score that final touchdown. So he looked a bit better than Hoyer did, granted, against a lower level of competition than Hoyer had to deal with. Hoyer probably had to deal with more of a mixture of starters and second-teamers. Whereas Connor Shaw was definitely dealing with a bunch of guys that for the most part weren't going to make the team. So, but, um, you know, not sure what it says that David Fales didn't play, uh, on Thursday, uh, especially in a game where, um, Jay was out of the game early in the second quarter, uh, as opposed to playing deep into the second or even taking the whole first half, uh, like most would anticipate going into that second game. But, uh, you know, not sure what that says. Maybe fails, maybe the the writing is on the wall. Or, I don't know, maybe they wanted to give Connor Shaw more snaps after the uh, after the craptastic performance from Brian Hoyer uh, on Thursday to see if, you know, maybe we want Connor Shaw to be the number two guy instead of Brian Hoyer because he would certainly be the cheaper alternative uh, than than Hoyer would. You know, Hoyer would require you know, a million, two million, whatever it was that we signed him for to be the backup, whereas Connor Shaw would probably happily accept a veteran minimum contract uh, to be on the roster uh, this year. So maybe it's more more bad news for David Fales. Maybe it's bad news for Brian Hoyer after the way he played uh, on Thursday. So we'll have to wait and see uh, on that one. Uh, On the defense, we saw some good things on defense, even though we were pretty much being run over. We were somewhat of a swinging gate in the running game uh, against the uh, the Patriots. Let me see if I can pull up some of their stats here uh, on Thursday. Yeah, LeGarrette Blunt, 69 yards on 11 carries. Uh, Gaffney, their other running back at 31 yards, rushing. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 of 21, 181 yards uh, very dink and dunk, so not big plays that were tearing us up downfield, but very West Coast is the, the kind of offense that, that they were running. So were the Bears, actually. Uh, Cutler threw a lot of short passes to Tony Mowiaki, uh, and Actually, started things off with two really great passes downfield to Alshon Jeffrey, which was nice to see. But, um, but for the most part, Moyaki, who was playing in place of the injured uh, Zach Miller, who they held out for the, for the uh, concussion thing, um you know got downfield and and you know across the field five yards here six yards there kind of dink and dunk uh you know in that fashion uh in in the uh receiving game but um you know speaking of tight ends martellus bennett had a couple of catches against the bears on sunday two catches 26 yards um and who else uh that was pretty much it as far as uh anything noteworthy but uh the Bears only given up, I think, two sacks in this game as opposed to seven last year. So a vast improvement uh, over last week's game uh, against, the, uh, against the Broncos. Only the one turnover uh, on the Brian Hoyer interception. And we forced a turnover of our own. So second game in a row that the starting group, the starting group, Got a, got a turnover. So we got a, a interception off of Mark Sanchez from Jarrell Freeman last week against the Broncos and another uh, fumble recovery for uh, Tracy Porter uh, with the starters in the football game uh, as well. So I find that encouraging more than anything is that we're being more of a playmaking, ball-hawking type defense, you know, having our guys in the right place at the right time. Because if you remember, the interception for Jarrell Freeman was a tip ball so he was right place, right time. The ball landed in his hands, and here we go. The Bears have the ball back kind of thing. Tracy Porter, like I said, veteran savvy move, you know, knew that the running back was about to get around the corner and, and beat him onto uh, the end zone, reached around, basically reached around him and just reached for the football and yanked on it, and God bless him, the ball came out. He recovered his own fumble, and the Bears have the ball back. Offensive threat from the Patriots is over, so – You know, I think that's encouraging because that was the one thing that was really, really missing from our defense last year was any kind of playmaking threat on the defensive side. Anybody who would, you know, could force a fumble, you know, would be in place for an interception. You know, our leading, we had four interceptions from the secondary last year. I think eight as an entire defense throughout the entire year. There were guys in the league who had eight interceptions by themselves last year so I mean that is not good at all I think we had maybe 14 overall so fumbles interceptions all season last year not good but very encouraging so far to see the defense making plays uh, in their limited time you know we've got uh, I think f- you know five or six drives under our belt as, as a starting group and we've got two turnovers out of those six drives so that would be encouraging uh, for me. Individual performances that I was happy with, I would have to say Jonathan Bullard really showed me some real get off the ball. That first step of his is a bitch. You know, A few times he was really disruptive, and I'm hoping that he can work his way into the starting lineup because right now our starters are Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Mitch Unrein. That's our front three with the linebacking core behind him. I'm really hoping that he definitely gets into the rotation uh, with the front guys because that first step that he has, maybe he would be more of our third down guy, that first step that he has. He was really getting upfield, being very disruptive uh, at times, they actually worked a um, – he and um, Leonard Floyd actually worked a, uh, a crisscross. Bullard came across the face of the tackle, and uh, you know, Leonard Floyd took the uh, cross to the inside, and the two of them were able to combine and get a sack uh, on the quarterback. So hopefully that's a glimpse into our very successful defensive future there. Uh, Leonard Floyd – Hasn't really, I mean, aside from that one moment, hasn't really done much to catch my attention uh, so far. Um, Still seeing some good things from guys like Jonathan Anderson and John Timu uh, on the linebacking core. That was really just about it as far as who stood out for me. On the offensive side, I really liked what I saw from Tony Moyaki, uh, the tight end, Jeremy Langford. I don't think there's any question anymore about who our starter is going to be going forward because it was the Jeremy Langford show especially in that second drive. He had the big 30-yard run to set up the the touchdown and then ran it in himself pretty much untouched. Um, Jordan Howard looked good Uh, later on in the football game. uh, He did have, um, Jordan Howard, 46 yards on 11 carries, so over four yards a carry for Jordan Howard. When he was running the football uh, the other night, Kadeem Carey, I think was was another concussion guy, uh, did not uh, play much and uh or didn't play at all i should say uh on thursday so more opportunity for howard and he made the most of it four yards of carry on uh on 11 carries, so 46 yards altogether uh for the rookie and so he looked he looked good uh as well and then overall like i said the offensive line much more solid you know jay had more time to throw the football langford and the rest of the running backs had more lanes uh, you know, more wide open lanes to run through. We're able to at least get past the line of scrimmage. I don't know that the, that uh, that Jeremy Langford had a run for a zero or a run for loss on Thursday night uh, at all. So much more happy with the way the offensive line played and hope to see that continue uh, going forward. So just hoping that uh, we'll be able to maintain our level of health so those guys can build – some cohesiveness with each other as opposed to the musical chairs of offensive linemen that we had last year uh, once we once we got everything figured out as far as is Kyle Long going to be a guard or a tackle this year. So once we got that taken care of then it was Will Montgomery's a starter. Nope, he's out. Grassy was in. Oh, Grassy was hurt. Now Slauson is in there. So when Slauson comes in we bring this guy to play the guard and blah 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 and so on. So Hopefully, we won't have to deal with much of that, if at all, this year, which would be my preference, actually. I want more of a 2013 offensive line where everybody plays all 16 games as opposed to the 2014 and 2015 offensive lines where we had 30 guys playing five spots. So that's, that's what I would prefer, you know, where, where one guy played every spot on the line except for Kyle Long's right tackle position. So I would uh, prefer it not to be that way. Uh, this year so anyway overall like I said much more uh, enjoyable game to watch especially when the starters were still in the game kind of boring that lull in the middle you know a bunch of guys you don't really know um, you know especially with the the Patriots kind of pushing the Bears around in that second and third quarter you know made it kind of easy to you know for me to be on Facebook and, and stuff like that and checking on my phone during the second and third quarter before things started getting exciting in the fourth quarter again uh, we started finally moving the ball again and, uh, and so on so hopefully the the Bears and the Chiefs will keep me a lot more engaged, so I have a bit more to report uh, next weekend when we do the Week 3 review episode. Uh, and I think by the time we come back next Sunday, uh, when I'll do the next review episode, I think we'll, uh, we'll have gone through uh, some cuts. So maybe the roster will be trimmed up by the time, um, by the time we come back uh, for the show next Sunday and uh, see what, uh, as the roster starts to take shape, you know, were there any surprises in that first level of cuts? Remember last year in that first real set of cuts, we lost Tim Jennings. We got rid of him uh, last year. And uh, so we'll, we'll see if there's anybody, any other surprising names on that cut list. And, uh, you know, do the Bears make any pickups from the people that were cut from other rosters? So on and so forth. So we'll keep our eyes uh, open for that. So. I think that will do it for the week two review episode for the preseason. And um, just before I go, I want to send a quick shout-out and a thank you to Jeff Jankowski. Uh, Sent me a message on Facebook the other day that uh, the show wasn't on Google Play, that the Google Play was accepting podcasts now, so he searched for the Chicago Bears review and it wasn't there. Well, it is now. The Chicago Bears Review, for those of you that use Google Play, the Chicago Bears Review is there now. So go ahead and find it. I've already received word that it is approved and it's live. So I guess kind of like the iTunes for Androids, you have the Chicago Bears Review if that's your preferred way Uh, of doing it so it's on itunes it's on google play and it's on the website so however you prefer to do it go ahead and get it want to thank jeff for bringing that my to my attention because it took all of 24 hours for it to be approved and for it to be live once it was finally uh, brought out to me so i am aware of it now and so the show is now on google play thank you Jeff so that's going to do it for the week two review episode of the Chicago Bears review come back next Sunday when we'll be reviewing week three the dress rehearsal game between the Bears and the Chiefs are we excited or are we like oh god it's gonna be another one of these years isn't it so we'll see so until then my name is Larry D and this has been Chicago Bears Review